If you believe it, I love that line. <laughs> it's so perfect for talking about politics. <laughs> you know, it really does crack me up that show, the Seinfeld program. Yeah. And yeah. how it, you know, people forget. People forget the beginning of sometimes great things. On television, Seinfeld was the 90s, you know, but it began sure. in the 80s. And at first, um, it was only getting like a seven episode order. You know, they got a 12 episode right. order and thought, oh, that's almost half a season. And back then it was like 25% of a season. But anyway, yeah, it started off really slow and it was funny because over a period of time, it became one of the best shows on television to the point where they mm -hmm. had the big ending, the big finale, which by the way, yeah. I don't know why sitcoms or, you know, like comedy programs thought it was a good idea to do an hour long or longer, <laughs> uh, you know, finale. Like really? <laughs> no, you know, twenty-two. We're basically it's twenty-two minutes in commercial time. Come on, and then yeah. if you include the intro and outro, well, you really got. So your writers are used to doing twenty minutes of comedy. Now they're doing a full hour. You know, it right. just yeah. doesn't yeah. fly. Never works. But anyway, <laughs> but the Seinfeld show is a lesson. It didn't start off strong. It actually built over time. Uh, same is true with Cheers. Cheers was the show of the eighties. It ended in yeah. the early nineties, but it was the eighties. And you think about that show. And you just look at all the awards and the actors and how many things moved on. It was huge, 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 huge. But it was actually ranked last its first mm. year on television. The wow. reason they kept it, because NBC stunk so bad, they didn't. And the critics <laughs> liked the show. The critics liked the writing. Yeah, they liked yeah. the show. <laughs> but it was so low in the ratings that there was no justification for keeping it. But NBC mm. did, mainly because of the critics and the fact that it was cheap to produce. You know, so there you go. That was basically your bottom line. Two of the greatest series of the last part of the 1900s anyway. And we're yeah. already 23 years into the new millennium. And I'm still talking about the 80s and 90s. So, wow. Uh, yeah, I was I just thinking old. about Cheers being cheap to produce. And mm -hmm. it hit me. Oh, yeah. That first that first few seasons, it was all either in the bar or Sam's office. One yeah, of the two places. That was that it. Was it. Yep. They had two sets. Yep. Was it, it was a stage show. <laughs> And yeah, it's funny. It was. It's it's funny because um a couple of the different actors who had been on during the series um talked about um like in the first I can't remember who the guest was that had been on there in the first season, second season, and then later in the later years when it was you know huge, and it went from like I think it was George went when he went to the studio the first day for filming on Cheers, uh, he pulled in and, and the uh, coat hanger on his muffler broke. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, was holding his mouth. And so he went in and he was asking anybody if they could find him another metal coat hanger, you know? Yes. And, you <laughs> know, five, funny. six years into the show's run when it became yeah. the right, biggest yeah. thing on television in the late 80s, um, <laughs> he, they were, he was in a conversation with how tough it is to find a personal chef that will live in your home. You know, that, to, to go from using a, can I borrow a coat hanger? No right. more wire hangers. Can I have some of those wire hangers? I got to put my muffler back up. To uh, yeah. A live-in chef. It's a tough thing to get, Mark. I was thinking a limo driver. You can't find a good limo driver anymore. You know, Not one that can cook. You just can't find a good limo driver who can cook these days. They all want separate duties, That's Mark. funny. And see, I know when I hired my first limo driver, I said, I, you know what? I will tell you, one of the first things I said, if I were to be extremely wealthy, the first thing I would do is I wouldn't need the mansion because I've lived in big houses and small houses. Now, granted, yeah. you know, after you've lived, if you've lived in above a 3,500 square foot home, it's tough to kind of drop down below that when you have kids. After yeah. the kids are gone, dropping down is not a big deal. You know, no, no. It's just, you just got too much old stuff. I look around at the stuff that I keep. Mark, I know. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm not a hoarder, yeah. but I'm embarrassed by the stuff that I think that I packed up, put in a box because I thought it might be important. Right. And it's not important. It's outdated. It wouldn't even yeah. be good at a yard sale. I, I, yeah. I won't be doing anybody any help. I would not buy this at a thrift store. Just throw it away. Right. Yeah. In fact, not long ago, I filled the back of my car up more than once. Mm -hmm. going to the thrift store just to donate stuff, just yeah. to get rid of stuff, get it out of the house. And just because you I couldn't need to stand the thought of throwing it away, huh? I, well, that, yes. <laughs> and I need to do it again. I really need to do it again because I'm, I am I look around my my downstairs uh, area where my studio's, studio yeah. is, and I look around and I say, why do I need that? I don't need that. Right. I don't need that. I've, You yeah. know how long it's been since I turned that on? I mean, yeah. you know... <laughs> I just need to. I need to get rid of uh, so much stuff. I do because at some point we are gonna we are gonna downsize because we yeah. don't need the big place that we have now. No, you know? we don't I, either. What I I want to find some place that's that is just just the right size that has a little corner of something that I can put the studio in, and that has a big yard and a mile long driveway with a sign that says, "If I were you, I'd turn around." There you, you go. Know? Yep. <laughs> that's I what want, I want. The, you know what? It's the only memorabilia <laughs> I'd like to get. The signs from the Wizard of Oz when they're going yeah. into the really bad place, you know, I'd go back if I was you. I would like to get those signs and place them in the mile long driveway. Right. All right. So, Mark. Yep. As you and I have become crazy, get off my lawn, guys. Actually, and that's kind of the counterintuitive part of this is that you say we both say we want a mile long driveway and then the house. Well, the reason is. And by the way, Mark and I are not married to one another. We oh, actually no, no. have wives that no. are, we're married to, and we just have the same <laughs> desires about things. We're not but, even in the same room. We're no. But the thing is, is in different when you're cities. looking at when you're looking at um, having the long driveway with the signs turned back, don't go further. That kind of thing. As you get older, you you develop that instead of get off my lawn because you really yeah. get to the point where you go, you know, when you're about, I'm just going to throw it out there. You get to be a certain age where you can be crazy, get off my lawn guy. Yeah. But in the back of your head, you're going, I'm still strong enough and fast enough to take them if they try to egg it. You know, <laughs> they try to terrorize my house. I can get them. Then somewhere you hit and it could be 50. It could be 60. It could be 70. I don't know. Everybody's different. But there's an age when you hit and you go, I need a longer driveway. So they will turn back before they get to my house. I can't fight them <laughs> off. I would have yeah. to kill them now. Whereas before yeah. I could run and threaten and scare them. And now right. I would have to kill them. And that's the point. Yeah. Once you get to that point. Now you're just bordering on paranoia. Now you're just yeah. bored. Then you become 
the guy who has the biggest American flag. You can't see his house from the road, but you can see his flag from the road. And he's really big into the Second Amendment. And now it's those he's kids. Got that flag. He's mm-hmm. got a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. He, he, he watches the, a lot of TV that has ONN or, uh, yeah. you know. And the thing is that if you're going to live like that, you have to live outside the city. Correct. A certain distance outside the yes. city. Because if you have the big flag and you have the shotgun that mm-hmm. you really would never fire at anybody, you would just fire to scare them off. That's what you Your neighbors are going to turn you in to somebody yes. if you do that. So. Yeah. That's why you move out in the woods with a mile long driveway that's exactly right and if you're really smart you dig your house underground and have your beautiful big house underground above it there's just a single wide tray that looks like you know a hobo lives in it oh man so, all right mark what? enough with there's... our fantasies of life yeah let's move you, forward you know you we were talking yesterday sent... we mentioned something about uh vivek uh, or vivek i keep hearing his name pronounced vivek so it's vivek ramaswamy vivek. i like vivek yeah. Vivek yeah, just sounds too. cool. It's like he it doesn't does. care. Vivek. Yeah. Viv- it's- Vivek Ramaswamy. We were talking so about Vivek, him yesterday. We got to call him yeah. Vivek. That sounds pretentious. Yeah, but, but so you got Ramaswamy. Like, look, man, my name is Dave. But hey, I'm running <laughs> for president. You. Call me David. <laughs> we were talking about where he is now because of, uh, of the, the way things are going in the race. And uh, yesterday, he dropped something on us because it was an election day in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, there are also reports of election funny business in Ohio. Right. Sure you might are. want to keep your eyes open for that because there were polling places where they had to shut everything down and told people, well, you can leave, you can fill out mm-hmm. your ballot and leave it in this orange bag and we'll right. count it later. Or you can right. come back. Sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. That happened out in, uh, what was it? Arizona. Every that, place uh, that Trump Lakes, didn't win. Yeah. Where Carrie Lake was fighting mm-hmm. things yeah. that's, that happened to her in those districts mm-hmm. and that's happening in uh, happened in Ohio yesterday. So the same funny business was going on, but he had By the some way, thoughts. I blame the party of the person running for office that allows it to happen. You have to be militant about this stuff. If you care about the constitution of the United States of America, right. you cannot take the high road. If they close the door, you break the door. If they grab the bat, you grab it back. You do yeah. not let them have it. If you don't have the stones for this, then don't run. I'm right. done with these people being wusses. It's not taking yeah. the high road, Mark. It's becoming the loser. Stop. Right. Fight. And if you fight at the local level, we don't have to worry about it at the national level because mm-hmm. you'll have, look, the first one through is going to die. We're going to lose a few of you. But you know what? <laughs> you wanted to be a hero. Here you go. So, <laughs> Mr. Ramaswamy had some thoughts about election integrity. I just voted here on election day in my home state of Ohio. I was proud to do it. And coming out of that voting booth, reflecting on how simple this really was, that gets me to a clear answer on how we move forward on the debates about election integrity in this country. I think there are serious concerns about ballot fraud across the United States. We could debate at what scale or whatever, but those concerns exist. Today, if you're on the left, on a given day, just tune into MSNBC to see it. They will say you are a threat to our democracy for even raising that issue. I believe in moving forward as one nation. Here's how we fix this issue with a simple truce, one that moves our nation forward and addresses a practical concern. Single day voting on election day. Make election day a national holiday. Paper ballots and voter ID issued by the government 
matched to the voter file. That's it. And if we get to that place, I commit that as the leader of the conservative movement, as the leader of the Republican Party, more importantly, as the leader of this country, I will lead all Americans to move beyond the debates and complaints about election outcomes or election interference. We're done with it. See, if this issue is really that threatening, as many on the left worry, a threat to our democracy, to borrow the preferred phrase, then this is an easily solvable problem as well. And that's the kind of leader I want to be for this country. Someone who is, yes, grounded in idealism, grounded in those 1776 ideals, but armed with deeply practical solutions to actually address them. Single-day voting, election day is a holiday, paper ballots, and government-issued ID matched to the voter file. That's it. It's that simple. We're done. We move on. Done complaining about election integrity. It is really just that simple. If we have the courage and conviction and fortitude to see that through. All right, Vivek, Happy election day. Vivek. What is his name? Vivek? Vivek Ramaswamy. you got to get it down to 30 seconds, that dude. That's too yeah. long. It took well, way too long. Hey, pre- and by the he's way, he's a politician. He talks for a living. Ramaswamy, you got to do something. Yeah, but you know what? So are we. We're, we're podcasters. We're broadcasters. Right. We're TV and radio people. And you know what? If you can't get that down to less than 30 seconds, okay, it will not resonate with you. And he's he stole saying, that from us. He stole it. He listened that. to our yeah. show. That's not what I'm saying, Mark. He stole it. He didn't give us credit. He did not give us. He did not say. Mark and Max said this, and I believe it to be true. <laughs> Here's the thing. He's right. It took him a long time to say what we said very quickly ourselves <laughs> more than once here. But he's right. He's absolutely right. Single day voting, make election day a hot national holiday, paper ballots, government issued voter ID. And it won't take courage to make it happen, as he says. It will take honesty and integrity to make it happen. And sadly, we are sorely lacking in that in the political field. Honesty and integrity are hard to find nowadays because those on the left don't want any of this to happen. None of it. And they have they have been making excuses for years saying, well, then you're 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 suppressing the vote by not allowing people to vote for weeks on end beforehand. And you're 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 suppressing the vote by by requiring paper ballots. You're suppressing the vote by requiring government issued voter I.D. (laughs) You can't do that. That's all a lie. But then, uh, like I said, they're dishonest. So they're not. It's not a matter of courage. It's a matter, like I said, of honesty. And there is none on the left. Well, that's the crazy part is that they'll fight it. And he did point that out. And I I think it's a good idea. But I do think he needs to go back to Vivek, not Vivek. Vivek sounds pretentious. (laughs) Vivek sounds human. I can dig with that. All right. So. uh, and work on the 30-second soundbite, please. Yeah, I'm, look, man, you do not have to go down this path of just, you, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I want to like him. Yeah. I knew what he was going to say and knew that he got it from us. And I, look, we're not going to sue him, but dude, really? I've been saying this for 20 years. At least go DM, M, you know, MCDM, do something. That's all I'm asking is put our initials in there. Or at least call and say, guys, I am stealing this. Um but I'm going to say it in such a long way that it's going to bore people. They really will be. They'll already drift. They're not going to know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And if you can get it down to 20 seconds, it'll actually be worthwhile. But anyway, right. uh, yeah. So the thing is, is when you say who could be against this. Mm. <laughs> the entire the, Democrat Party. Right. There you go. <laughs> hey. 
The sale has just begun. Hi, we're, we're the, the Barnacle Brothers. Brothers, and the biggest sale in our history began when you heard the clock start ticking. It's our 60-second sale. And you've only got 50 seconds left. Our doors were closed yesterday. Our doors were closed this morning. Our doors will be closed tomorrow. But our doors are open right, right now. But only for another 43 seconds. We got color televisions for $6. And camcorders for $3 each. You need an entire living room set, you'll find it at Barnacle Brothers. For only 15 bucks. How about a car? We got this brand new Rolls-Royce stretch limousine for only 20 bucks. But you gotta be here during the 60-second sale now in progress. Here's the level of Minko. 59 cents. And bars of pure plutonium. Three for a dollar. All during the 60-second sale, which began 40 seconds ago. We didn't give you no warning. We can't extend the time. So if you want to save like never before, come to the 60-second sale at Barnacle Brothers. We'll tell you how to get here, but that take up too much time. Besides, if you're not here already, you ain't gonna make it. Because the fantastic Barnacle Brothers 60-second sale, with savings up to 99% off and more, is now over. It is the Mark and Mac Show podcast. Mark was is reading a book uh, written by a liberal about climate change, yeah. and I'm curious, Mark, because what we just covered in the first segment with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, um, and going with our idea of you know voting being a national holiday, no early voting, one day voting, paper ballot, mark your ballot, count the ballot, that whole thing, uh, that now we've got to tell people the truth about. You know what is going on with this agenda of global right, warming yeah. slash climate change, and I will tell you, the end game is population control. I didn't used it to is. believe this; I do now because they've tied in uh, the climate change thing. Well, first of all, it was global warming when that we proved that the Earth was not warming. Then it was climate change. Well, the climate is constantly changing. There are more than four seasons during a year. You know, mm, there, yeah. it's constant. There, there are bridges between the seasons. So. There's eight, there's 10, there's 12. You know what? Every day it's a new season, Mark. But the bottom line <laughs> is the we got half of our politicians lying about this stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of like saying that COVID actually began as a natural thing. It wasn't made in a, in a Chinese lab. Um, right. it, you know, so we're supposed to believe this stuff. And I just can't anymore. We got to be public with it. You're actually reading a book by a liberal about yeah. it. What does he say? Uh, his name is uh, Michael Schellenberger. And, uh, basically I'm, I'm into the, I got a couple of chapters into it. I heard him on uh, Mike Rose podcast a while back and he did some digging and found out, uh, that all of this environmentalism is doing more harm than good, much more harm than good. Mm -hmm. Uh, hey, before we got started, I kind of nutshelled it for you. And that is yeah. that, that, uh, once he did some digging, he found that what we are being told is only the worst of the worst. And the worst of the worst is a tiny portion of what the studies have produced. That's it. So we're like, for example, we're told that because of man-made climate change, that farmers in Africa are having a lot of trouble growing crops and producing crops and keeping their families fed, et cetera. It actually has nothing to do with man-made climate change and everything to do with really bad, corrupt government that won't protect the farmers from the animals that are escaping from wildlife refuges and destroying their crops. <laughs> so that's what's actually going on. <laughs> that's just one example. Uh, deeper into the book, he talks about uh, he talks about fossil fuels. He talks about a lot of things and how actually without the things that they're demonizing, Mm -hmm. the world would be in a much, much worse state than it is now that yeah. our uh, civilization would not exist as we know it today. Pretty much. The part that still cracks is... me up about that whole global warming, Mark. 
the whole yeah. thing. I'm not kidding. The thing that still cracks me up is the uh, mayor of that little island town in Virginia. And uh, they're at a town hall meeting with Al Gore several, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. I, I remember this, yeah. Al Gore was selling this bill of goods about <laughs> the sea levels rising. And the guy says, okay, look, man, hey, I'm with you 100%. Um, you know, my my island, uh, our town is eroding. And he said, well, that's, that's climate. That is global warming. And, and the guy's like, no, it, it's not. It's erosion. And it yeah. happens. And, um, and Al Gore kept pointing back to it. And the guy said, no, what I'm asking is if the seas are rising due to global warming, why don't I see the results? And Al Gore points, you have this erosion problem. That's it. And he said, no, it's not. That's not the seas <laughs> rising. That's erosion. Let me show you something. I built this crab shack in 1972. <laughs> I built the pylons and everything on my side. And, and here's the line where the water has been. If the seas are rising, then it would be rising there. I would be able to see it on my crab shack pylons. But it's the same as it always has been. So the seas are not rising. That's erosion. And yeah. Al Gore wouldn't, he couldn't answer because he's bought, you know, selling a lie. But think about right. it. We got, we have so many years of this lie that you go back decades now. And when you and I were in high, well, I was in elementary, junior high, high school. It was leading up to the coming global ice age uh, when they yeah. realized, well, we can't sell this. If you actually go back and look at headlines in the New York Times um, during election cycles, you'll find that from about 1920 on, Global warming, global ice age were headlines every couple mm -hmm. of years for yeah. various reasons. They've been using this fear factor as something to scare people with. Right. Once they realized, hey, we did have this huge global ice age one time. Now let's sell this bill of goods to keep them under our thumb. And they've been doing it ever yeah. since. Yeah. Fear. And by the way, on top of all that, liberals are the reason we have a, a federal income tax and it's unconstitutional. It's also against the law and we should never pay it. We should, you know, and. What happened? We got bowled over with it, Mark. You and I inherited yeah. it. Our, yeah. our grandparents' parents didn't do anything. They just sat there and let the politicians ride. The reason I say that, I point that out to you because it's time to get involved. The stuff's gone too far. We got to take it back. And the way to do it now is with our voting. That's, you know, you're talking about a one day mm -hmm. thing where we can take our country back yeah. and let these idiots know we're in charge, not them. Because if you truly have paper ballot and an ID, we win. Because yeah. you and I both know the reality of this, that the media buys in. Budweiser has learned easily about Bud Light and what they did when they went too far. Look, man, we yeah. will tolerate a lot. Live, you know, go along, get along. We, we are, we are, if nothing else, we are a loving, kind people, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. We We're, really we do are think, tolerant people. We yes, are. we are. Yeah. And it's not that we don't care. We do care about your soul, but it's like, look, man. In my life, I've made some bad choices, okay? I have made bad choices. You catch me on any given day in the history of my life, and you're going to go, you you claim to be a what? I should yes, listen to I you did. for what? Yep, there you go. <laughs> and so I, I think most of us look at it like that. So we're not real judgy. We're more like, well, hey, man, you know what? Um, if, it, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. Just don't tell me I have to endorse it or like it. I don't. Right. Yeah. But I don't care either. You know, if, I don't, I'm a grown man. I do not ask my children for permission. Okay. Right. Yeah. Live your life, and that's it. But we have and to take oddly, our country back. The people who are accusing us of being judgmental and yeah. hateful and intolerant—they're mm -hmm. the ones who don't tolerate anything that disagrees right. with their positions. Oh yeah. They're the intolerant ones. I'll never and, forget the lesbian I worked uh, with that wouldn't eat a Chick Fil A anymore. Oh remember? really? Yeah. Oh, she, I do was, remember. Yes. Because yeah, I remember telling you about it. It was when I was uh, with iHeartMedia. Yeah. And uh, she goes to a she. Well, I don't know if she still does, but at the time, uh, full-on lesbian. Um, and 
she actually, uh, I, I was actually warned, okay, by a, another gentleman who I love. He's a wonderful radio guy, but he actually said, hey, um, do not get into a discussion <laughs> with her. And I'm like, I'm, I'm the talk show host guy, you know, I mean, that is kind of what <laughs> Gonna I happen. do. Sorry. Yeah. And he said, he goes, no, no, no. He said, look, let me tell you what happened. And he laid it out. And then she actually got into a talk with him about uh, gay marriage mm. and Christianity. And he's, well, you know, I'm, and he thought they were just having a, you know, a discussion about stuff. He didn't know her. He didn't know what was going on with her. He didn't care. Again, right. we don't care. You know? And yeah. he said, well, I'm, I'm against gay marriage. I don't think it's biblical, you know? And she used that and tried to get him fired and tried to sue the company. Mm -hmm. And of course it didn't work because he was like, I didn't know you were a lesbian. You know, I yeah. just thought you dressed kind of mannish, but I didn't know, uh, you know, <laughs> thought you were peppermint patty, you know, not the other one anyway. <laughs> so they settled that in, and how she had lured him into this discussion. And so they put a kibosh on it, but he warned me about it. And it's like, that's what they will do. The, mm. the, the opposition, they're very small, but they're not weak. They're yeah. not, but they're not strong in the real sense of having the facts. They are just down and dirty. They have 20 guys up in Wisconsin that are in the mom's basement on the computer yeah. 18 hours a day, shoveling yeah. vile stuff because they got nothing better to do. And I'm telling you, when you're anonymous and you can say what you really think about stuff or what you want, to, you, you can say really vile stuff. And they do, and they will attack and attack and attack. Mm. So you, yeah. you got to have the stones for this yeah. and it's time. I think we do. You mentioned 20 guys and I know that I know what that's a reference to. That's the, uh, oh, freedom from the religion, freedom from religion foundation. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. well, I thought, I thought it was like 19, 19 <laughs> people. Yeah. I thought it was 19 people, uh, using the power of the courts to yes. quash anything they disagree yeah. with. Yeah. And yeah, that, this is what they, they play dirty. They don't care yeah. about playing dirty. Nope. They will use the system against anybody that disagrees with them. They're completely yeah. intolerant of opposing views. Exactly. Completely. And, and, and really more than anything, it's Christian views. You know what they yes. went after? They love to go after um, at Christmas time when cities put up their, you know, yes. uh, manger scenes. And they'll go after small towns that have done this for years. You know, yeah. I will add something, though. When I went, I actually thought you know, they were going after these traditions that went back 100 years kind of thing. And so I started looking at when did, a lot of that, uh, the mangers and things like that on the town hall, those things happened after World War II. Before mm -hmm. World War II, they didn't really happen. And the reason was World War II was this threshold moment. World War I was Europe's war that we got into at the last minute, went and saved the day and came home with a lot of damaged men and women. World War II, we were fighting evil truly fighting evil you're talking about the extermination of people you know yeah. a race of you're, yeah. this was truly evil and the people came back changed and it was that change that brought about a more public stance of yeah, let's put a manger up here let's put a you know we're celebrating christmas let's let people know what it is hey that's a good yeah. idea like that yeah. and so a lot of these things began in that post-world war ii era when people of america were truly faced with evil i thought it had been going on since the days of you know washington and jefferson and all those guys oh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, as a matter of fact one nation under God, indivisible, yeah. that under God was added in the 50s during the yeah. uh, the commie scare. After Five years after World War II ended, what were we afraid of? Yeah. The commies, you yeah. know, the godless commies. Yeah. So we added one nation under God. Let's make the, this clear, people. There you go. Yeah, that's what it was. And so yeah. when I realized that, and so a lot of times, you know, you get these people uh, that are fighting. It's like they're fighting something that's not, a, uh, not what I thought. 
I thought they were right. fighting. And, and at first I was like, come on, man, really? We've been doing, you see this, the date, the city was incorporated. And the next week they had a celebration of Jesus. You're not, come on. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like that at all. Right. Not yeah. even close. Yeah. Anyway, still, still as a society, they got the time. you know, I, I remember we, we have a friend, uh, Brad Stein. He's a comic. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. talks about, if you ever have a chance to see Brad Stein, yeah. do it. Yeah. If you can listen to Brad, listen, go online, Mark posts stuff or share stuff on Brad Stein all the time. It's funny. Yeah. He's he brilliant. has a, uh, he has a YouTube show that he does every week. It's called uh, Brad Stein has issues. And <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. He's funny. And, uh, he's on top of the, t- of the subjects. And he, a long time ago talked about how we used to all share this thing where people would walk down the street and see you across the street. Hey, Merry Christmas at Christmas time, you know, talking about this whole back when there was this, this war against Christmas, remember? Mm-hmm. And yep. it's by the way, that's still going on, but people oh, yeah. have just said, really you know and they're just going on with their lives yeah but uh he said you would say that to everybody hey merry christmas to you merry christmas merry Mm. christmas mr lowenstein and mr lowenstein the jewish guy that ran the shop down the street would look at you and say merry christmas why because he knew it was good for everybody right he knew it was a good thing it was a good thing and he wasn't offended by it and it's not so much wow. today because yeah. people have decided, I just want to be offended by things. Right. You know, oh. they're, they, bec- people are becoming smaller and smaller and less and less tolerant. And it's, and, that was the, and yeah. it's a division. It is yeah. these, you say smaller because you know what, if you can get, make the person small in terms of what they think and you separate them, you separate them from the herd. They're alone. They'll believe in government. The whole idea was to divide us and conquer us. That's the entire idea. And talking about from conquering from within, they've used our own system. And then they tell you you're wrong when you fight for truth. Yeah. Think about this. Okay. We've done the voting uh, voter ID thing many times, yet yeah. we still have people that claim that it's a racist tactic to prevent black people from voting. All I can say is let's have a show of hands. Okay. We'll, we'll set up a, some way show <laughs> who in this state, who in this County, who in the city does not have an ID. And by the way, they vote. You have to add, and they vote because right. yeah. you've got people that might not have an ID because they're thieves and they live under the radar and they never mm-hmm. vote, you know, and right. they're not going to yeah. register to vote because they don't want to call it because they don't want to be called on a jury that might be trying to find them guilty of a crime. You know, right. they don't do yeah. that. So there are some people that don't want to vote, never have voted. You can't count them. You have yeah. to choose they this. Don't care. Yeah. No. Yeah. Bottom line is that I, if we did that, we would find out usually it's the liberal, you know, the, the, we could do a full show on it. We're not going to do it. Vivek Ramaswamy, I don't care if you steal from the Mark and Mac show. Steal the best stuff. And the best <laughs> stuff is a day, national day of voting. No early voting. Paper ballots. Count them that day and give us the results. And if the parties that are on the ballot can't be there to watch it, you shut down the voting. You do not get to shut the door. You do not get to have, make me go to a judge that says unlock the door. I will tell you, if you're counting votes and you shut the door, I'm taking a battering ram and yeah. I'm taking down the door and I'm having you arrested. Yeah. I don't think that's, we're seeing instances of, of, uh, of people shutting the door. They're just saying, well, you can vote, but you got to put it in this box and we'll count it later. And that's the thing. And that's what they did in Arizona. That's what Carrie Lake was upset about in Maricopa County. It happened to in a bunch of places and now it's just happened again in Ohio. No, I was and, talking about Philadelphia when uh, they actually oh, that, had to go before a judge 16 oh, yeah. hours okay, in counting yeah. and they, the Republicans had to go in front oh, of a judge yeah. and the judge said, 
Unlock the door. You're talking about, yeah, you're talking about in that place. Yeah. And in my, and in Florida, when uh, Colonel, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, his name's escaping me. West. Alan West. Thank you. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. They had redistrict and yet he was still going to win. They locked the door. They counted votes. They had the Republican party wanted him out. So they drug their feet. And it was eight hours later that finally they got a court order, open the door. And by then, oh, we're done. Oh, you lost. Sorry. Right. Wait a minute. Stop. Stop the presses. Why are we not recounting? And we saw in Atlanta where they said that there was a flood. Remember, they shut everything down in the middle of the night because there was a flood. They sent everybody home. Turns out there was one toilet leaking in the men's restroom down the hall. That's and there was no flood. Mm-hmm. They just said, oh, we need to get everybody out here because yep. there's a flood. It's going to damage stuff. We're going to clean up, yada, yada, right. yada. And they were lying. And now we have video. We have video of people. I think that was Atlanta that we have the video of the people that were that were processing the same stack of ballots again and again and again and again and again, counting the same votes. And we're starting to see things coming up uh, now where people's testimonies from back a couple of years ago about the the discrepancies they saw are uh, th- those are starting to float to the surface again now and i suggest mm-hmm. people pay attention something oh. else you should pay attention to you should you should go find uh uh go find the uh oh and now his name is gone i can see his face i can't remember anyway 2000 mules is the name of the documentary it's the film and um uh, Oh. And you know who I'm talking about. I know you oh, do. Oh, stop. Why you do that, man? <laughs> See, now both of us are pulling a blank on him. On him, but um, You might be pulling a blank. I'm pulling a Google. Okay. But, but, <laughs> but 2,000 Mules is, it's a very powerful film about what happened during that election. Those people, <laughs> those people who were, who were uh, collecting ballots and going and, and casting all those ballots in the same polling places. And they, they determined their, they, they followed their cell phones pings and they found out they were going to places to, to these places and picking up stacks of stacks of ballots and going to these various places and, and the, the ballot boxes, the outdoor ballot boxes. And they were putting all these things, one, you know, stacks mm-hmm. and stacks of them into these ballot boxes. And you should watch it. It's it's a very compelling thing. And of course, the left is saying, oh, it's that's, Dinesh that's, D'Souza. Dinesh D'Souza. That's him. Wow. It's, I read his yeah, stuff every day and his name wouldn't come to mind. The but, sad part about it, Mark, yeah. is how they um, attack Dinesh. And if you pull up, if you just type in 2000 mules, okay, mm-hmm. the number of negative attacks that pop oh, yeah. up on Google, it's yeah. all is there's you have to sift through all these accusations and, you know, uh, from the Associated Press to attacks yeah. on Donald Trump before you actually can find out anything about the real movie. Right. Bottom line is they do this on what was the other guy that um, that would do undercover work? Um, he did the thing about uh, the abortion clinics and he got right. him on I, video. I know about. Yeah. Uh, you know, those of course, types of. Th- mm-hmm. If you hadn't asked me, I could have told you <laughs> it's the same thing again. <laughs> but uh, uh, Project Veritas and uh, James you. O'Keefe, James O'Keefe. Yes. He's now O'Keefe Media, but right. uh, he's left uh, Project Veritas. But. They were doing the undercover reporting and people thought that was evil. Oddly enough, it was amazing when 60 Minutes used to do it. They loved yeah. that, that investigative reporting. But if somebody does it against the left, oh, well, that's just wrong. I just I just don't like that you have to sneak up on people and do this in secret. It's just wrong. Really? Right, we got to cover one quick thing. You and I both yes. made comments about how the former vice president, uh, Mike Pence, under yes. Trump, uh, that he we were curious as to whether he would make the threshold to be on the main stage for the debates. And yeah. um, I, they were able to call up enough favors and get him past that threshold. So <laughs> yeah. I still don't think he's any chance of winning this. 
Uh, no, he doesn't. I don't. I, he really doesn't because there's so many who have gotten ahead of him. Uh, he is crossed. By the way, that that threshold is forty thousand unique donors. That's what he needed to take the stage in the first Republican presidential debate. Um, he's already met a, a polling threshold required by the Republican National Committee. The Pence campaign said it was. Uh, it's informed the RNC that he qualified and noted they were the first presidential campaign that submitted their numbers to be verified by the National Party to qualify for the debate scheduled on the 23rd of this month in Milwaukee. Uh, that's according to the New York Times. Now, several others have said they have qualified for the debate, including uh, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, uh, Nikki Haley, um, Chris Christie, our favorite guy uh, from New Jersey. <laughs> Oh, what a blowhard. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and uh, Doug Burgum. This is according to Fox News. Um, former President Donald Trump, under whom Pence served, met the donor and polling requirements for the debate some time ago. It's just like he said, I'm running for president. Boom, he qualified. You know, it's just like immediately. <laughs> uh, however, he's often said he's not inclined to participate in the debate, given his clear front runner status. I love what he said. I think it was last week. He said, I think I'll watch to see who to choose for vice president. Mm. Um, <laughs> Pence's polling numbers still remain in the single digits, though. He's way behind everybody, but behind Trump and most everybody else. His campaign issued a challenge to Trump to appear at the debate. Um, campaign spokesman Devin O'Malley said in a statement, Mike Pence made quick and easy work of the donor threshold. Really? Huh. <laughs> it doesn't look like it to me. And he's looking forward to a substantive debate about the issues important to the American people. Hopefully, formerly President Trump has the courage to show up. Wow. Wow. Anyway, so he is, they may, he claims he did, he, it was quick and easy work, but odds are, but we've seen everybody else has already said, yeah, we're there, we're there, we're there way before he did. Wow. They may not have officially reported it to the, uh, to the <sighs> Republicans uh, National Committee, but they've all said, yeah, we're there. So wow. he is the, the more he speaks, the less popular he becomes. It looks, yep. you know, because I'm seeing more and more negativity about him on social media every day. Yep. People really don't like the guy. It's funny how people sometimes have a different image of themselves and yep. what they, you know, I, I don't think Donald Trump has to do anything. He can let these people all fight it out and then right. the last minute show up, you know, and say something and boom, people are going to either vote or not vote. I don't yeah. think anything that happens during the campaign season will change any voting for or against Trump. No. I think everybody's think playing so. for second place. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll see. I'm just, yeah. I will tell you, um, I do encourage all of the candidates to listen to this podcast and start studying what we say and why we say it. I mean, if Vivek, well, Vivek, yeah, is that? I, I okay. keep hearing everybody pronounce it that way. So, all right, Vivek <laughs> Ramaswamy. Uh, now, you know, you just, I will tell you, you were a nine and a half in my book. You just mm -hmm. went to a nine and a quarter. I, it just sounds pretentious. Vivek, Ramaswamy. Yeah, well. But look, dude, be Vince yeah. or Viv. Just be Viv. That, no, that's Vivian. Be the V. No. We'll find a nickname for Vivek, Ramaswamy. Yeah. And uh, because, look, man, the guy who swiped our, our election, well, he borrowed it for the campaign. <laughs> But I encourage them to make this the law. So let's do this. It's easy. It's doable. Just get it down to 20 seconds or less, Vivek. And uh, we'll find a good nickname for you. And uh, let's go from there, Mark. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. 
You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Mark and Mac podcast. Uh, very effective in yet another uh, election cycle as the uh, 2024 election heating up things for the election. And, um, you know, Mark. Yes. I'm wondering, and I don't know when that will happen. I really am wondering when uh, the media will do its job. And I guess, you know what? It's just, <laughs> I'm hoping. And I know they won't. Don't hold your breath. I know. I know. How sad is that? How it is sad. sad. <laughs> when you just, just look at what's happening right now with Donald Trump and uh and joe biden and hunter biden it's yeah. every day we're having more revelations about how dirty the bidens actually are mm-hmm. all of the 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 corruption the things that they've been doing with ukraine and china the right. money they've been making off of foreign countries the stuff they've been doing they have been they've been really dirty it, it when people call them the biden crime family they, they're pretty pretty accurate right. And you don't hear anything at all reported in the mainstream media about this at all. All you hear about is indictments against Donald Trump. And you would think that if they cared about presenting all the facts so the people could decide for themselves what's going on, they'd be reporting about all of this stuff. Because honestly, the Biden stuff is every bit as sensational, if not more, because there's international intrigue. There's lots and lots of money changing hands that's some um, as far as news goes that's some sexy stuff you would you would think they'd want to be talking about that yep you're right they're they're not intentionally so they're killing me smalls you're killing me (laughs) y'all have a great day we'll get it together and do this again tomorrow but share the podcast tell friends about it and uh again we'll see how far vivek or vivek can go with our a voting idea. I'm ho- look, man. We already liked him before he stole that yep. from us. So I'm gonna say we right. gave it to him or he rented sure. it. I give it to all of them. Please changes. Make Please. you know what? Do you know how simple it is to fix this problem? Here it is. It's this simple. Who is against this? Who is against an honest vote, Mark? That's the bottom line. Yeah. If you're against honest voting, what's wrong with you? We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head.